This is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. And I am your co-host, Dr. Pharrell Williams. I know you're tired, I see it in your eyes. All that anxiety that rules your mind. I'll be your shield when you don't feel like you've got strength enough to fight. I'll stand by your side. China. Death is very much a part of our life. With that said, it is very hard on the loved ones left behind. Our goal today on the show is to help our listeners cope a little bit more with the word and words of wisdom. But remember, Jesus said we are supposed to mourn, and this is a natural process. The good news is God will be right by our side through it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Our show today is about death and the people that it leaves behind. Because people pass away, they leave behind loved ones. And sometimes people don't know how to deal with it, you know, because they've lost someone so very close to them. And how do you go on? You know, what what do you do? And how do you deal with with these emotions uh, of loss. So as a doctor, tell us what you think in your practice and in your training, what people can do to survive lost loved ones. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me. You my girl and I am loving our impromptu uh, topics that we're having because truly all of us have been through that and as long as we live we will continue to go through that and just a personal testimony i often heard the word what would i do if my one of my parents passed away or what would i do if both my parents passed away so that day has came and i have experienced that and one thing about that i have learned that god always leave a ram in the bush no one can ever take the place of your parents but what i learned in that is that both of my parents loved the lord and they grew up with the lord in their heart and lifestyle was trying to live right trying to make it out of here safe just a little disclaimer here we're not perfect the only perfect person is jesus and mm-hmm. so in that lifestyle i learned a lot about him we got a chance to have some memories and i think for the most part i think the end part of life like when you get to that part that is the most critical and that is the most 
rewarding part of having a relationship and having everything right end of that time because then there's no regrets right no regrets right because because we know we all got to go that path when i say this i want to make sure that you understand that this is not a religious thing that i'm getting ready to say it's spiritual again we are spirit being we have a Mm -hmm. soul a mind and a will And so with that said, we all have a soul that's going to go somewhere. And we all have a mind where we make our own choices and a will, a will to believe. And so for the my spiritual people and the ones who's not, this is just something that will help you along the way. We all got to go through that. And my question would be, who are you leaning toward or what are you leaning to? Yeah. To help you do that. Amen. So. Because you do need help. I mean, whether you get professional help or you go to God, either way, sometimes you, you really need help. Loss is hard regardless of anybody that you lose, but especially hard when this person is very close to you mm-hmm. because it's almost like part of your heart is gone or you know I could understand it with my mom part of my heart was gone I'm not going to be able to count on that part anymore mm-hmm. now I'm not talking about count on you know paid my bills I don't I don't mean any of that I've always been independent since I was a little girl mm-hmm. so I didn't need her in that way I never asked her for money I you know it was just knowing that she was in the world Yeah. And yeah. then she wasn't going to be in the world anymore. You yeah. Know, that was very hard to deal with. That was But, a comfort part too, China. It was hearing her voice every day. It was yeah. that that she was here, you could call yeah. her, you could talk to her, you could feel her, you exactly. know, and it's it's all of that. Yeah. And like you said, you have to know that's a part of life. We're all going to die. But If you make mistakes like okay don't keep a contact with your mom and dad or dad or mom whichever and oh you get so busy like it's crazy and you don't reach out to them you don't see how they're doing you don't go see them whatever the case may be in the end when they pass away then you have that regret and guilt yeah and life is hard enough without those things yeah right? you know? yeah When my mom passed away, yeah, I was really sad and I knew that like I said she's not going to be in the world anymore. But I didn't have a regret. That was a different kind of sorrow and pain and and loss. It was different. Mm-hmm. Because I did I wasn't thinking about, oh, I should have went to go see her more. I I should have reached out to her more. There was none of that because I I I made a point to do all that. You know, I even took her yeah. into my house and got her better when she was sick. Yeah. yeah. I want to make note to the audience, those were some coping skills that you adopted to help you through that. And yes. so you took your mom in, you did your part, loving right. her, making her last days transition out of here like, you know, the the best for her, the best that you knew how. So so that's rewarding in itself. Just yes. want to say that. Yeah. Amen. When she passed I I wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I should have like I said called her more and all that. No, there was none of that. I was sad because like I said, 
she's not going to be in the world anymore. So I didn't have that extra baggage that came with that loss, you know, because when you have that guilt or like you say, regret, and then you have the loss also, man, that could be really, really heavy. So let's just say, hypothetically, that's the case. You know, you didn't call your mom, you know, you didn't reach out to your dad, whatever the case may be, have some regret there. What would somebody do in that case to deal with those emotions on top of the loss? What what would somebody do? Well, you know, that's a good question, China, because just like we talk about getting our ducks in order, that like our insurance, like to make sure that when we leave here, we have insurance for our kids, for ourselves. So getting your ducks in order also includes mending relationships. It also includes you getting things right as well. And I think one of the number one thing that people don't really talk about that has been a major issue nowadays with people not in relationship with their families. We got brothers not talking. We have sisters not talking. We have daughters and mom not talking. We have kids don't know who their father is. So there's no closure there. Right. And so what we need to do sometimes we have to be the bigger person to step up to the plate and say, I'm going to do my part. Mm-hmm. So what is your part? If you live in an unforgiveness, if someone has done something to you in the past and when you see them or when you talk to them, you get a funny feeling in your stomach. Well, that means you got to get something right. Mm-hmm. That means that you have to go to that person. So I'm not telling you that you got to go and demand this or whatever, but it's just like any other relationship. You initiate it. You call, you say, hey, you know, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I want to say to you, if I said or done anything, that anything that I'm not aware of, that I may have hurt you, I want to take this time, this time, this moment to say, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing my part, whether they reject it or they accept it. Right. You did your part. Mm-hmm. And so if they hang up on you, then yeah. there's no condemnation with you because mm-hmm. you've done their part. You or their part. I forgive you, you know, because. Or I forgive you. That's the thing. Yes. It's I, like, exactly. you, you got to forgive too. I mean, it, it's hard to do. I, I'm a perfect living example of it. It's hard to forgive people. My thing is, when I get mad at people, usually it's because I've taken it and taken it and taken it, taken it and taken it and taken it. It's just my nature. You kick me in the teeth and I'll get up, wipe my mouth off and go, um, how you feeling? You know, oh, let me make you some food. That's my personality. Say, kick me in the teeth, slap me in the face. I'll keep coming back. It's just my nature. But when I get to that point where, okay, this is enough. Okay, I've had enough. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm backing off, whatever the case is. It's because I've tried and tried and tried and I can't do it anymore. Okay, so let's just say it comes to the point in my mind, in my spirit, I've got to let this go. All right. I'll let it go, but from afar. And that letting it go is for me. That sounds selfish, but it's for me because I'm saying, okay. All the things they've done, they've disrespected me, they've treated me poorly, they talk bad about me, whatever the case is, I'm going to let it go, 
but I'm going to do it from afar. So when I say that, I don't know about anybody else. I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a doctor how I've come to this realization. Mm-hmm. But it makes me feel better. Yeah. It does. It makes me feel better. Let's distinguish right there mm-hmm. because that that makes sense what you just said. Okay. Now, only you know if you're living in unforgiveness. But by you explaining that to me and telling me that, all you're doing is establishing boundaries. Right. And you're, you're establishing your boundaries. Okay. Same thing. We have to sometime when we establish our boundaries after a person has did this, did that, this, that, and the other, you almost feel like a, a doormat because my personality is the same way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll take and take and take, but then when I draw that line, mm-hmm. when I when I establish that boundary, which all of us should have that in I the agree. beginning, but because mm-hmm. some of us are overly kind, overly nice, mm-hmm. we don't right. we don't establish that boundary and and let someone hurt us, right? But right. Here's the thing, what you're doing, people can get mad at you with you establishing your boundaries. So mm-hmm. you have to come to a place where you're not going to make me feel some kind of way based right. on your opinion or what you think that I should be doing. So right. so you're confident in setting up your boundaries. You made a decision. You will not hurt me again. So right. in the Bible, it talks about guard your heart. Mm-hmm. Guard your heart. It talks about guard your anointing. Guard. There's so many things that we have to guard mm-hmm. because it's it's literally just protecting China. Right. You're, you're, you're not going to let no one. You, that's just like space. We have personal space. You're not going to tolerate that no more. And that's when people, it become a strange thing because they've been used to just going and right. doing what they want. Right. And then right. when you start establishing this, this boundary, you're like, she, "Whoa, okay." Oh, <laughs> what she enough. thinks she is? What she <laughs> thinks she's doing? I'm like Oprah. I'm doing all that, and I'm a bag of ch- chips with all of that, you know. Yeah. But yeah. she have made up in her mind, "You will not hurt me anymore." But you got to know what is the difference. Have you made up that mind? Like I still love you, but this is not going to happen anymore. Or yes. is it like? I'm still mad at you. No. So, so I can't forgive you for that. But no. only you know that, China. And and it sounds like a healthy thing. What you're doing is not unforgiveness. You just no. establishing your boundaries. And then, when that person, if that person passed away, there's no anger there. There's no no strife. There's no there's no feeling of disappointment or anything. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, you know, I'm not going to have them in my life anymore. You know, and it's not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to have them in my life anymore. And I wish I had done more. Uh huh. Because when yeah. I backed away, that was like, okay, that's enough. You know, yeah. and, and to me, there's no regrets there because, okay, you've taken advantage enough and whatever. But I still mourn them, God forbid, if they pass away, whoever that is, you know, I still mourn them, but there won't be any regrets there because in my heart of hearts, I felt like I did what I needed to do for yeah. me. You know, I want to jump in right there, China. I come from a family of four siblings and no no one adopted this but me from my father. My father died. He was three months shy of being 80, right? Oh, wow. 
my dad had no white hair. His yeah. hair was jet black. He wow. never dyed his hair. He never dyed his beard. So I said, I remember saying to my dad, Dad, why, why don't you have white hair? Like, yeah. you know, do you worry about things? Like, and he immediately, my dad said, no, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> he said, when people do things, he said, I know what's going to happen. I know it's going to happen in this life, you know, so I just learned to let it go. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't live in unforgiveness. Somebody yeah. do something to me. I'm moving right along. You didn't did your part. Now I'm done with you. Right. I'm done right. with you on that level. And I'm, I'm not giving on. you the opportunity to do it again. Yes. And and you can, I, lo I still love you. You mm -hmm. can call me. I, I'm not shutting the door. I'm not. I like your dad. I'm not. I'm just loving you afar. You, you, you're, you're not gonna hurt me anymore, but yes. you still my cousin. Right. I love you. Right. You know, I'm still gonna talk to you. I have there nothing else that I'm putting up. I'm just removing you from my space. Right. That's it. And yeah. so, so he, he kind of remind me is 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 kind of leading them like a, a like you got a broom, and he said a long handle. That's the old way they used to say. Yeah. But I still love you. Yeah. Yeah, still love you. Yep, still that's true. There's mm -hmm. no, there's no hate there. There's no animosity. Yeah, but you're not gonna get the opportunity to drive me nuts no more. <laughs> you know that exactly. kind of thing. <laughs> That's good, China. That's good. You know, my niece passed away, right? Yeah. So I just want to read a little something that I read at her funeral. That would be amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, this is something I wrote. Like I said, she was my brother's daughter, and what a wonderful person she was, you know. And I didn't really know her that well, but the last couple of years, I really got to know her, and we established a really great relationship. And I say I didn't know her because she was not much younger than me, but younger. And she lived in New York, and I lived in Pennsylvania, and so we really never establish a connection and, and that's how I like to put it she knew me I knew her we laughed to talk whenever we got together and everything was great there was never any you know animosity or fight or anything like that gotcha. but but I didn't really know her and she didn't really know me and that can happen in families I, that doesn't sound so foreign you know it happens past couple of years after her husband passed away something happened and I called her and I thought, you know, it really, let's just back up. It was all God. Okay. Yeah. I, I kid you not. Oh, was she trying? She was uh, 46 years old. Oh, that's young. Yeah. Mm. And she had a daughter in her 30s and she had a 10 year old son. Mm -hmm. And when I say it's all God, God said for me to do something nice for her son. So I got up some stuff and put it in a basket, you know, for Easter candy, stuff like that. And I sent it to him and she was like, oh my God, you know, thank you so much. And I thought, you know, he had just lost his dad. And, and like I said, God just, I, I don't know, out of the blue, I just thought about it. So I sent him a box and then she called me. And like I said, every, at least once a week, she would call me, I would call her. And we would have these really, really close conversations. Mm -hmm. And so 
as time went on, we, we developed this really strong connection. So that was just to give you a backstory to, you know, what, how this letter came about. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Kitty, and Kitty is the name my sisters and family call me because they thought I looked like a cat. So that's <laughs> that's where that came from. Okay. My name is Kitty, and I am LaShawn's favorite aunt. I put that in there. Awesome. <laughs> Everybody was like, what? <laughs> the other aunts. That's <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. Today is a very sad day. The world and our family has lost a loving, kind, really funny mother, sister, and niece, an important person in our life. My niece was a, was a very strong, private, independent woman that could overcome anything. But as you know, cancer is the enemy. And that's okay, because whenever the enemy tries to bring darkness, God will put light. When I got the news that she had passed away, I had so many thoughts and questions. I told a close friend about LaShawn's passing, and she asked if she could pray with me for her. Mm -hmm. Immediately after, it was like a light went on, and God answered all my questions. In that prayer, God said, I need warriors to be angels to fight the good fight. And she had suffered enough, and it was time for her to come home. Wow. So when I hung up the phone with my friend, I felt like God had answered my questions. But my thoughts still remain. I'm gonna be without my niece my friend, my confidant. I won't have that person that no matter what happened, we found laughter and the joy she brought to my life was no more. I just thought I had more time. I keep thinking, how do I move forward? Knowing that I and she has run out of time. I continue to think and I came to the realization that our life is a lot like time. Time comes and it goes just like us. We are born and we die. So we have to remember not to take the time and people we love for granted. That's that, that means to the loved ones that are here, don't forget to spend time with them. Like shoot a text or go and visit with them and realize before it's too late, just simply by being in their life. And as much as we can connect with them, because you never know when that life and their time is done. That is sweet. Yeah. Thank you. And it was so fitting, you know, because like I said, I thought, call me crazy. I thought we had more time, you know, and I think a lot of people think that you, you don't imagine your mom leaving. You don't imagine, 
your dad passing. It's just something you just never think about, right? Yeah. And it's like, when they do, it's like, wow. I yeah. mean, like I said, I don't have, I didn't have any regrets when my mom passed away, but it's like, I thought there'd be more time. Yeah. Especially if she was still talking and engaging, you know, and maybe her cancer, some people crumbled to death, you know, but she sounds like she's still up about still like she was up until the last week. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to you and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. You know, it's just like I said, we run out of time. People who don't know how to deal with that because it's hard to deal with. Yeah. You know? What, you know, what should they do yeah. as a psychiatrist? You know, because it is a mental thing. It is yeah. an emotion that you've lost this person. They're not going to be here yeah. anymore. How do you move forward? So let me answer that experience of my practice, because that is a really good question. As a professional, first thing we ask our client, are you spiritual or what is your belief? And I'm so grateful that most of mine have been spiritual because they know in their sickness, in their diagnosis, they have come to know Jesus. Oh, that's very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Some may talk about Buddha, Islamic, Episcopalian, Catholic. It goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing what we have in common is that they know that it's some superior over them right. that they give credit to. That right there releases me to be able because I am a Christian counselor. I am a Christian psychologist. Okay. So I'm able to share some of my tools that I know without a doubt that works. Okay. And it works with all faith. People of faith. So the people of faith, and let me give my disclaimer, even okay. my people who are atheists or don't right. believe in anything or some who believe in evolution, mm-hmm. whatever, or believe that if they leave here, that they're going to come back a cat, a dog, or, but that's some of their comfort, knowing right. that they're going to come back, you know, being, whether it be something else. And who am I to dispute their belief or what they believe, right? I understand, yeah. That's some of their comfort. And so they have accepted it. That gets them through. That gives them through it. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that when they cross over, this is their perception of what's going to happen to them. So Mm -hmm. they learn how to accept that. And so they do their part, what's needed here on earth. Mm-hmm. But let me get to the spiritual realm for the, for the ones who believe for, for heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. So here's my Bible. When I say these are tools that I know work, mm-hmm. I'm a researcher. Yeah. Here it is. I had, if you go and look at my dissertation, they had me look up a trillion. It seemed like a trillion or a multiple religion. And I had to prove prayer. How do how I had to prove that prayer work? I had to prove that there was a superior over us. And so when I got done, now only you would have to go to my research and look at it and see my evidence base. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to argue with anybody in China mm-hmm. because I'm a researcher and I was able to prove that. So I use the tools that was my Bible. I use live people, witnesses. 
mm-hmm. my samples, and then their experiences and the okay. things that they went to. And the last thing I used was a tool that was able to break down the st- statistic and my information that I had that another research used. So what am I saying all this? So if you would listen to this real quick, it talks about heaven. Mm-hmm. Heaven and hell. We're talking about hell and we're talking about heaven. These are some most people who believe that there is a heaven. Mm-hmm. And most people who believe that there is a hell. Why? Because these are testimonies mm-hmm. of people who experienced who had cancer. They were healed. Mm-hmm. People who were know without a doubt that they got in this car accident and here it is, the explosion of a car, but it didn't harm them. Mm-hmm. They did all these things. So yeah. have, be content to be one of my sheep. This is God talking to us. Eternally known, eternally secure. Now what he's saying, I want you to hear my voice. So the word comes by hearing the voice of God. And this do a live testimony, my personal testimony. God, he visited me. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't see his feet, none of that. But there was a warm presence. Mm-hmm. So you knew he was there. I knew he was there. Mm-hmm. And then not just that, after all that, and I went back to the doctor for my diagnosis with sarcoidosis, it was gone. Okay. And I know this sounds crazy to some people. No, not to me. Not to me. But it was gone. I had a team of surgeons, a team of pulmonary specialists. And they came out and they were scratching their head like this giant. And they said, well, we're just going to, we couldn't find nothing on your MRI. So Mm -hmm. we're going to just say that you're in remission. Yeah. (laughs) Fine. Okay. I accept it. And they reassured me that they were men of faith. They reassured me. So it says, I want you to hear my voice so you can follow me closely all the days and moments of your life. Mm -hmm. I speak to you in many ways. I speak to you through people. I speak to you through nature. And I speak to you through my word, which is the Bible. And then he goes on to say, through most clearly through my word he said you need to maintain a listening attitude in order to hear me the world is too loud too loud many people everybody most people are doing if you do yoga you meditate Mm -hmm. there are people who who monks who Mm -hmm. meditate who Mm -hmm. get go somewhere in a quiet place yeah and i guarantee you you can hear the voice of god Definitely. I guarantee you that. And then yeah. he goes on to say that and he'll this, give you answers, right? So he'll I'm give sorry. you answers. Now mm-hmm. get this. I'm almost done. Tanya says this requires both patience and perseverance. Now in this loud world, in this busy world, who can make a priority to be patient? Mm-hmm. Who can do that? Who can t- you do everything else? You prioritize <laughs> everything else. Yeah. So won't you try it? Patient and perseverance. You know when you want is if there's money that you're trying to get or something, you persevere. Oh, definitely. You keep yeah. on till you get it. No excuses. No excuses. <laughs> so if you just take these two tools, patience and perseverance, waiting in his presence, eager to hear from him, he says, I, your shepherd, king not only lead you through each day of your life, 
I also open to you the gates of heaven. You do well to remember that the shepherd who is so tenderly leads you in the king of eternity. So what is he saying when you lose someone? He wants you to know that he is right there. Yeah. He's right there to yeah. listen. He's he's a comforter. He's a healer. He's a yeah. redeemer. He's all these things to you. And I can go on and on. As a matter of fact, I'm going to stop right here because I can preach that thing right there, China. Okay. If you can patiently wait on God and persevere. And he said, through your earth body will someday die. You yourself will never perish. Never. Yeah. And I found some things in the Bible that talk about death as well. So we got Psalm 73:26. My flesh and my heart yes. may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. John 16:22. So with you now is your time in grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Hello everyone. Before we get back to the inspirational wow show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers's best-selling gripping heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Hello everyone. I want to tell you about Dr. Viril Williams' book. The title is The Ingredients for Absolute Results. You can find it on Amazon. Or you can email her for a signed copy at drvarilw at gmail.com. All right. Check her out. Thank you. Olympians 413. I can do all things. This one's my favorite. Through Christ, which strengthens me. Revelations 21.4 And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. Oh, that's good. Right? That's good. I'm telling you, it says it. Romans 8.18 Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Mm-hmm. Psalms 34.18 The Lord is here to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Amen, right? Ooh, amen. And then the last one is 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all new things. All things have become new. Now, don't that sound good to your soul? All things have become new. And God says, for every moment that you have breath, he wants you to live it to your best version. But... You have to have that clear conscience knowing that if you've done somebody wrong, you have to forgive them and they have to forgive you. Yeah. You have to do your part to say, I'm sorry. Right. 
be right. the bigger person. Be the bigger have person. No condemnation. You live in freedom. Freedom mm -hmm. to love God. Freedom to worship God. And freedom to love God's people. But you can't have that freedom if you have all those things on your heart. If you're, you're in bondage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, chains that needs yeah. to be broken. If I'm backing away from somebody, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm mad or hate them. Like your dad said, you know, it doesn't mean that at all. Yeah. You know, it's just that I've had enough and I, I don't want to deal with that anymore. I don't have to, you, no. know? <laughs> you know, no. so it's like, I you don't know. He it, don't that, want to stand there while somebody abusing you. No, no. 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 And I owe it to myself. And like I said, I'm, it might sound a little selfish. No. You know, no. to say, hey, I'm not putting up with that. You know, Honey. Okay. I look in the mirror and I say, Val, I am so sorry. I let such and such do this to you. Yeah. I am going to close that gap and it will never happen again. Amen. Amen. There's nothing selfish about yourself of you yeah. protecting yourself. That is self-love, what God yes. wants us to do. Because we only got one body here, China. Amen. We have to treat it well. We really do. We one really mind, do. one body, one soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm, I don't know about anybody else, if I'm given a chance to wake up, God has blessed me and I'm moving forward with a good heart. Okay. <laughs> What girl? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not going to waste it on nonsense. No, not doing it. And my Ooh, daughter asked me the other day, she said, um, what is one of the things, because she had to do a project for French. Mm -hmm. What is one of the things you dislike the most? You know what I said? And what? it is so true. Wasting time. Ooh. Time is, is so valuable. You cannot, so you can, that's the one thing you cannot gain back is time. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend, she was in a relationship and she did not even like the guy. I'm thinking, why are you wasting your time? Why? Why? She was with him for years. I mean, yeah, I think she used him for his money or whatever, but still like, mm -mm. wouldn't you want to be with somebody you care about truly? Yes. No, I yes. mean, to yes. me, that was just like wasting time. I don't know. Call me crazy. Yes. But no, like, and think about this, China. When you got people that focus, the enemy send them to interrupt and distract your time, call you with nonsense. Don't make sense. Just taking up your time. Yeah. You have yeah. to, you have to decipher. What I can't what stand it. <laughs> Like, what is this? I just spent a what? No. Yeah. And time is so precious. I mean, it's like love. God gives us gives us love. He gives us the ability to love. He gives the ability to receive love. It's like love and time are two of God's greatest gifts. Yeah. And it's very precious. We wasting time, it just kills me. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. It's just so bad. I, I just maybe I care about it a little bit more than other people. That's okay. <laughs> it's like, wow, I can't believe they just wasted my time. I don't care if it's the PPL company. It's like, yeah, why? you know, losing loved ones are very hard because, like I said, I mean, I know we read all those things. Mm -hmm. Be okay. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I think God wants us to grieve too. I've read something in the Bible about that. Grieving is not a bad thing. And I think Jesus gave Lazarus' sister, said, you should grieve, right? Mm -hmm. And okay. and there's steps to grieving. You don't yeah. know it, but you go right. through every step. You go through steps of denial. And then I was just going to say, what are those steps? Yeah. Uh, denial. And then you're angry with yeah. everyone because it happened. And then you start negotiating. Mm -hmm. And then you have to come to the part, well, okay, what acceptance? When are you going to, the, the part, the, the almost the last part is acceptance. Well, you, you've done all those stages. I was mad at God. I was mad at people. I was angry. And, and I was in denial. Like, oh, no, mm -mm, this, that, and no. And then I wanted to negotiate. Okay, if you do this, I'll do that. And it, it ain't no negotiating. No. Done. No. It's coming to acceptance of the reality of what has happened. Mm -hmm. And then you have to... That's where your closure come. When you recognize the things that you got to get right, you start yeah. standing yourself like, what did I do? Why am I feeling guilty? What are all these yeah. things, the feelings I'm feeling? So you start prioritizing, why am I feeling this way? And then you start writing it down. Well, I got to take care of this. I got to do this in order for my soul to be healed. Mm -hmm. And we had talked about this before, spiritual maturity. That, that it grows we get better at it and oh we, yeah we master it and it's very good for us yeah. but the more mis spiritual maturity we have i think we could deal with it better too yeah we could deal with that better because like all those things you read you know that's god telling us yeah. okay yeah. i got you got your back don't worry you're going to experience more glory all those things are telling us that it's okay. It's a part of life. It's got to happen. The end result is better. I'm here with you. All these things tells us. So if you have a, a spiritual maturity, those things come to mind. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. You know? And that's just like human. That's just like human development. Mm -hmm. All the things that you learned in the embryo and then become the child of birth, it, you know, all of that, the child, all the way through your adolescent, you know, your toddlers, your adolescent, and then your young adulthood, and then now your season years. Uh, you in bad shape if you don't come to the level of in bad some type shape. of maturity. Exactly. You in real you, bad shape. Because yeah. you never have a closure to anything. Right. Right. And Nothing. Because you have to grow from these experiences. Definitely. And and you should grow. And like you, you said, should. you're in bad shape if you don't, because <laughs> it's it's a part of life. And yeah. I know people, let's say they're thirties, forties. It's like the stuff they're talking about, I'm like, Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously. How old are you two? <laughs> and you're like, why are you stuck? Yeah. What, what's 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 wrong why with that picture? Stuck? Maybe you're stuck because you you haven't grown up yet, and you're still back when you're 15 years old. And you got come on now, and you got people who telling I don't deal with people, you know. And so if you don't deal with people, and if you don't have anybody that you're accountable to, then you're just you're just living off your own perception of things. Yeah, and that's right. dangerous. 
Oh, that's real dangerous because that's black, white, and there's gray. That's not black. That's not white. That's not gray. That's not anything. It's like no. that's only your perception. And yeah, that's that's pretty bad. And, and people have grown. You still back there. You still talking still about there. things that happened twenty years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. I know they don't understand. People looking at them like, what? <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We have to grow. Choose. They they yeah. choose to stay there because. Remember, God gives us a choice. He does. He gives us free will. Yeah, and we are and lifetime learners, a big time. And that's what and that's what life is about. A lot, you know, solutions, you know, learning, all, all that. Solving, all the yeah, yeah, it's all that. Absolutely. Um, I tell people all the time: believe that God is with you. Believe that. You're here for a purpose. Everything around us could give us proof of all those things. There's a reason right now why you and I aren't peeing on ourselves. Seriously, it's our mind. That's the only thing that's holding it back. I don't know if you know that, but yes, yeah. you know, we're the ones that are holding our urine back. It's like it sounds weird, but yeah. there's there's no tube. There's nothing. It's us. But, you know, but it's human and it's true. And we learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, that wasn't something that just all right away we, you know, developed. No, yeah. we had to learn to do that. And it's like life and problems and things that happen. We have to learn how to get over them, deal with them, yeah. move forward. Yeah. That's just yeah. to put it simply, you know. And, and China, you just remind me in psychology today, we were talking about the senses, the five senses that we have. Let me tell you what we don't take heed to anymore. So, you know, our intuition where God gave us this little gift. Oh, that's where, a great gift. Where, where we get ready to go somewhere or we in a yeah. strange place. And he and says, don't go. Yeah. And, and literally you yeah. start, to, oh my God, I'm getting sick. What's going on? Like mm -hmm. what? It's that sense. That little intuition, well, the world is too noisy, well, we fail to act heed to that. Right. I, oh, so I've, I've I was, been guilty of yeah. it. I've been so, guilty of so it. So I was refreshing my student as to, hey, you need to go back to this. You, you, this, this was a gift that God gave us. Some people was like, oh, wow, I never heard that. And then when I begin to talk about the five senses, let me tell you how automatic we do this. Our parents doesn't teach us how to smell. They no. don't teach us how to hear. They don't teach us how to see. They don't teach us taste buds. And they don't teach us how to touch, how to feel. It's as you're maturing, it becomes actually it's your innate and it's part of your it's part of your growth. So you begin automatically doing these different things and then hearing then if a parent is talking to you and they notice that you're not responding so that's a good parent that's tuned in to you saying oh now i'm gonna have to check out the auditory auditory right. because they're not responding to me like something's wrong or, yeah or you put something in front of a child and then you expect them to reach for it and then they looking over here doing this so you have to tune in and make sure oh let me check my child's vision. So I was telling it, these are things that are unlearned. We It's our innate, where we begin to naturally experience in that. That is a level of maturity we naturally have to get to. And right. then it becomes like just, you know, you automatically. But 
I, I said to them, you know, when you think about how God uniquely made our bodies, our brain, oh, all amazing. the different things, we don't know that. I'm grateful. I've learned to be grateful, very grateful, because something as simple as you having a blow by your medulla, mm -hmm. it, it, can, it can stop your speech. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the way that our body is so uniquely over here, our coordination, like who in the world could have strategically Nobody. made a human intellect like this? Not man. I tell people, <laughs> no, not man. So I tell them, like, you, you think about all the awesome things that's happening in this world, creation and all that. You have to know there's a purpose why you're here. Find out. What, what your purpose, your purpose is. is on that Amen. life, what God has created you to be. Amen. And you find that through reading, learning, and then God putting people in your life for the experience and then through your natural experience. That's yeah. how you become to understand spiritual maturity. Like there is Amen. something about maturity, spiritual there is something about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, amen. Yeah, like that. So I'm at that point now where, okay, you kick me in the teeth, you slap me in the face, you punch me in the gut. And then finally I go, no more. Okay. I wasn't always at that point. I let people kick me in the teeth, punch me in the stomach. And I came back saying, oh, let's go eat or, you know. Yeah, a doormat. How's your hair? <laughs> so, let me put some lipstick on you. You know, it's like I'm still giving. And you're kicking me in the teeth and punching me yeah. in the stomach. Yeah. But as I grew, I learned I don't deserve that. Okay. I learned that. Why am I putting up with that? No more. I learned all that. Yeah. And that's, that's maturity. I'm going to be 60 years old this year. So it's like, what if I was still at that point in my life where I still let people kick me in the teeth? And, you know, that would mean that. I'm not growing. So you have to grow. You have to. Yeah. And it's like, don't avoid it. You know? No, don't, you're it, fighting it. Yeah, don't fight it. Don't be stuck. Experience life the way God wants you to. Because I don't think God yeah. wants anybody. I said this a million times. I don't think God wants us to be in sorrow and pain. He does no. say we should mourn. Nothing wrong with that. That has nothing to do with spiritual anything. Yeah. Mourning is a healthy thing because it's kind of like you're purging your system. You've lost someone and, and yeah. you need to process that. Yeah. But it's he just doesn't like want you to food. settle. It's right. called settle. Yeah. He doesn't. No. And, and just like you're saying, China, there's a time. There's a time to mourn. There's a time for birth. There's a time every season. There's a time that, and that's scriptorial in the Bible. There's a time for so many things, but it, it, there's, there's a scripture in there that talks about there's a time to laugh, a time for joy, a time to cry, a time to mourn, all of that. When our daughter got confirmed, my husband has the confirmation book when he was a little boy. Love it. And it's said in there about all the things that a good Christian should be doing. And one of them was to go into church and you're not there for a social hour. You're there to worship the Lord. And I always thought, oh, you, you know, be friendly. Hi. But it's basically saying that when we go into church, 
we should be preparing to worship God. And we shouldn't be acting yeah. like this is social time. Yeah. Our minds should be preparing ourselves for God's presence. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something I didn't know. So now I know that, you know. Oh, my God. We're it's nothing like this presence. No, no, there's nothing. And we constantly, constantly have to learn. But I will admit, and I don't say this lightly, we can say all these things, but losing someone we love very close is very, very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, there was a time where I thought that I could never talk about them and laugh about it and different things. But through time, God heals you. the, The healing takes place. It, but then there's sometimes that's just like being a professor, being a professional and, and in the healthcare world, there are diagnoses where some people keep themselves, make themselves sick. They're hydrochondriac. There, there's okay. some people who believe that they're sick and they, they stay yeah. there. Yeah. They don't want help. So even in the spiritual realm and even in the maturity, just naturally, some people don't want help. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that really trips me out because I'm a natural server. I'm a, I'm just naturally, I'm a server. Mm-hmm. And when I come across people who like really don't want the help, God have to remind me, they really don't want your help. Right, right. I got a big problem with that too. Yeah. Oh my God. It just really blows away. Please, please let me help you. (laughs) Wow. Why? I'm like the young kids. Why? But the maturity is helping me to say, okay, they don't want my help. Okay. Yes. I'm learning to, but before I'm like, please let me help you. I can help you. Some of us can want more. For mm-hmm. someone else, yeah. some some people we're helping. We can we can want it more, mm-hmm. and you find yourself doing all the work while their hands is like this. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Look, Definitely. keep on, yeah. just keep on doing what you're doing, right. and their hands just fold like watching you. Yeah, yeah. Look at her go. <laughs> no. I told Anthony, I ain't want no help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I know a person. She just wants to be a victim. Yeah. It drives me crazy. And there are diagnoses like that. Oh. People want to be the victim. Oh, my goodness. I, it's like, come on. First of all, I've said this before. <laughs> You're only a victim for a little while. <laughs> You're not a victim for the rest of your life. Like, oh, oh, baby. <laughs> there, you, you quickly change from victim to survivor, right? Yes. Or victor. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, come on, come yeah. on, wasting you, time. You come back, child, you still in the same place? Oh. You're still a victim. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like unbelievable. That just blows that, me away. That and that's when you realize away. you want it more than them. Yeah. So you have yeah. to, just like God says, I can't help you if you won't let me help you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, God says it. And I know God's God's like me. He's like, oh, come on. Let me just help you. Just tell me you want me to help you. It's like, Just please. say yes. Just say yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. It's crazy. Like I said, I, I admit it. 
I know mourning is one of the hardest things we got to do. Yeah. And, and life can be hard. It can yeah. be very hard. But like you said, with time, it gets better. Mourning. It gets better. And I want to close with a prayer for those who feel like you still can't make it from here. Mm-hmm. And you're not in a place and you're not really understanding like the things that we're talking about. I'm decreeing and and declaring that God will just open up your mind, open up your understanding. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for this podcast. Father, we ask God that you would touch every person from the sound of our voice who's listening. And, Father, those who also come in and see the replay, God, I pray, Father God, that you would enlighten them, their minds, open their eyes, take the scale off their eyes, Father God, open their ears, that they may hear what thus says the Lord, and what the Lord is saying, I am God, I am God alone, I am your healer, I am your redeemer, I am your comforter, ha, Mm. I am your everything in the name of Jesus. I uniquely created you. I made you in the name of Jesus. And I'm just asking you in the name of Jesus. You said with two or more come together, you will hear our prayer. God, touch those right now who feel stuck. Those, Father God, who feel like they can't make it another another day, another step, God. I pray, God, that you would begin to show them the tools. Guide, lead them, show them, God. Be a lamp under their feet. And, God, begin to restore the broken hearts, God. Begin, begin to restore, God, the mind. Renew the mind set in the name of Jesus, God. And we thank you, God. Now unto him who is able to do it safely. Mm abundantly mm-hmm. above mm-hmm. all that we can ask or think according mm-hmm. to the mighty power that worketh within us mighty and in power jesus god Jesus. move them with your supernatural power and we call it done heal mm-hmm. deliver and set free in jesus mighty name amen jesus mighty name amen oh that was good girl that was awesome mm-hmm. we here at the wow show dr varilla myself we do not take lightly people feeling distraught and sorrow and pain because of someone that they lost. We totally feel for you. That's why we've done the show. Maybe give you some knowledge, some knowledge of power. If we can all help each other, glory be to God. In Jesus' name. Wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me. I was dead inside and you breathed into me. And you brought these bones to life. I want to say thank you. Thank you for saving me Thank you for loving me unconditionally God You stood with open arms